Barnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, everybody here in Bracago? This is the Spawn of Me podcast with Khalif Adams. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. I hope you're doing well. I hope everybody is chilling in all the places that you reside. We have a fantastic episode rocking with you here in the first, no, the second episode of May. Who knows what time is at this point? Time is a flat circle. Time is a time is a time. It makes it feel like I'm about to bust out some Kyrie Irving isms uh, for all of y'all at home. Massive love to all of you here at chat, all of you in podcast land, all of you in Twitch land, getting it in for all of us here in Chicago. We got some real dope stuff for you this week. Uh, we have some interesting conversations to dig into about games that you are really going to be excited about. Um, if you missed last week's show with Jason Ronald, who is the head of program management at Xbox, you missed a really dope show. You missed a banger of an episode. You missed some really good conversation about not only, you know, the work that 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 guy is doing, but also the work that is happening in the space around backwards compatibility as FPS boost and all the things that kind of dig into that space where you're able to kind of learn about, you know, what that console, what the Xbox ecosystem is trying to bring to the table and why those things are super important to you as a player. Um, I think one of the most fascinating parts about that conversation was really about the ideas around why backwards compatibility is also kind of helping the space keep all the games that we've been thinking about in the space. Like, you know, all the games that we think that we're going to lose, you know, now we have a new way of keeping those games around for everyone uh, for longer periods of time, which is going to be super, super cool to see as a part of the conversation. So I am very excited about that stuff. That's going to be real cool and real dope. Um, so, you know, again, if you are in the conversation, making it happen and, and, and all those things are, are real for you, then, I'm saying it's going to be wild to see how all that stuff is going to be, you know, working through all the e Xbox ecosystem, X cloud, all those things, which is going to be super, super dope. So, um, I'm having a good day today. Um, today has been a really good day. I want to, you know, I want to take a minute, uh, because I think it's always good to level set. I'm tired as hell though. I'm, I'm super beat. Um, but I will say this, um, one of the things that I always come back to whenever I'm tired is, the ability that I get a chance to do this show every week and rock with so many good people in our community that have really great energy. I think when we are thinking about content creation, when we're thinking about all the ways that we are a part of this internet family that we all wind up being a part of and all our, our all our engaging in with social media and content and, and all that kind of stuff, you all really don't know how much you lift me up with the words that you put out into the world. There's been some really interesting spaces where, you know, sometimes people are negative about me and towards me and all that kind of stuff. And I let a lot of that stuff slide. Um, but it also is one of those things where I notice often enough that when people are negative towards me or, or people try to put shade on my name and all that kind of stuff, the internet and the universe punches back real hard with good stuff for me, which I think is brilliant and amazing. And again, it's like, I hope it is a reflection not only of me and the good work that I try to put out in the world and also try the good vibes I put try to put out in the world, 
but also a reflection of of, of all of you at home um, who are a reflection of this community. You are a part of this community. You've made this community grow. You've built this with me and us and everyone who's ever touched this platform in a way that has made it grow. Um, shout out to Agent of Doom. Massive love to you in the fam in the chat. I see you. Um, but I want to say that's a that's an important thing. Again, I, I always want to leave you all or at least give you some good love about what's happening um, in the space for us. I want to talk about all the good things that are happening. I believe in karma. I believe that you put out good energy and you wind up getting it back in spades. And I believe that you get to do cool stuff with cool people because those are the, that's the energy you want around you. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, <laughs> our chest in the chat is like, take my energy. I need it. Uh, cause I'm tired. So, so what that means is for this show, um, there isn't a lot of stuff to talk about. We don't have an interview this week. Uh, we, we have some stuff that's coming down the line that I'm very excited about. I am super excited about and hyped about. I'm going to talk about some of that stuff in the next couple of days because some of that stuff is embargoed. Some of those things we can't talk about yet, but some things you should have an expectation for stuff that's happening very, very soon. Friday, uh, you will see me on the Xbox podcast. Not the Xcast pod, not the Xcast kind of funny show. I'm talking about the Xbox podcast, the one that is that is uh, um, hosted by uh, uh, Major Nelson and Jeff Rubenstein. So I have co-hosted. I'm their first ever co-host on that show. That's going to happen on Friday of this week. So that show will go out on Friday. This next spawn of me will go out on Friday. So you'll be able to check that out. So that's going to be wild. Mad people are going to be coming in from from the Xbox fam, checking that out. So I'm the first ever um, uh, a co-host on that show, and I love those cats. So like, I've been a big fan of 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 Nate Major Nelson for a long time. If you're if you've been in this space for a, for any form of years or time, you know how integral that that man has been to the brand awareness of 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 the Xbox platform. Shout out to Drunken Buddha in the chat who's been doing big things out here in the Twitch land. Uh, massive love to that cat who's fantastic and also I really just need to go sit in a room with him and like gleam all the dope energy that he has and all the good cooking skills that he has had because everything he makes on his on his channel looks so goddamn good I'm just like shit how do you make food that looks, looks good and tastes so good on Wallace I'm, I'm like got to figure out a way to make that happen because we got to do that. We've talked about doing some collab stuff and we got, we're definitely going to make that happen this year. So give Drunken Buddha, if you're here on Twitch live, looking and looking and listening, uh, give that cat a follow. Give him massive love. Um, uh, yeah, we got to put it on the calendar for real. Uh, we're not going to insert a Paris joke about cooking because Paris can't cook. So he doesn't even get to, get to be in the conversation. So awesome. Um, what else is happening? Um, uh, if you're a fan of Psychonauts, if you're a fan of the Psychonauts game, uh, you know that there's a Psychonauts 2 coming out very soon. Um, we are in talks to have Tim Schafer back on the show with us. So that's a conversation that we're going to have to have in June uh, sometime very soon. So think about that. Tim Schafer is going to be rocking with us on Spawn and Me very, very soon. Um, again, yeah, we do dope stuff here. We don't we don't play. when it, No, forget Paris. We, we don't play when it comes to doing big things here on Spawn On Me. Uh, massive love to the folks over at Insomniac for tweeting out the show today. Uh, we are, you know, super, 
super super appreciative of them because we're going to be talking a lot about uh the preview event that i got a chance to go to uh this week uh with ratchet and clank Ooh, it is it is it, it is wild the stuff that they are doing with that game it you know i finished returnal you, you know let's get into it you know what it's, it's not going to be a really long show because we, we got we got basically two things to talk about two basically three things to talk about we're gonna talk about ratchet and clank preview stuff um i just came out of a preview for death loop today as well that i can't talk about yet but that will come out on an upcoming show um uh finished returnal went to the ratchet and clank uh preview uh checked out the death loop preview and then i finished resident evil 8 um this past week and i, I, I want to talk a little bit about that because i feel like there's, there's a good bunch of things to dig into with that game which when we think about what game of the year is going to potentially look like for 2021 um it's going to be hard this year to pick the game of the year and there's still stuff coming down the line very very soon so we still have a bunch of stuff to dig into uh in that respect so um let's get into ratchet and clank so again huge shout out to the folks over insomniac huge shout out to the friends over uh, our friends over at playstation uh for bringing us in uh for that preview uh you know oh thirsty thirsty panda in the chat is saying cough cough forbidden for, for horizon forbidden west i'm just saying again this year is going to be wild if they can get stuff out the door again COVID has been a big problem in terms of of course all the things that COVID has done but also when it comes to game development it has been very very difficult to be for, for folks to kind of get their games out the door um if horizon can still get out then it's going to be wild too um in terms of those conversations um also we're bringing back the spawnies this year uh, i just wanted to say that real quick so we missed the spawnies in the past couple of years if you're new to spawn on me you're new to Bracago, uh, the spawnies is our version of the game of the year award of course the uh, uh the 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 grand prize the game of the year is the cheddar bay biscuit uh the cheddar bay biscuit award because that is our uh Bracago currency is the red lobster cheddar bay biscuit uh, so if you're not familiar with that, we have some new cool stuff that's going to be along there, new graphics, new overlays, new, new, new transitions, all this cool stuff that's going to be there specifically just for the game of the year awards. So if you're thinking about folks who you'd love to see co-host that with me, please let me know, uh, on Twitter and, and shout that stuff out. Uh, because I think those, it'll be fun this year to pull people in for that conversation and see if we can get people to rock with us to do that show, uh, this year, I usually do it solo. Uh, but now I, I want to want to bridge that out because now I learned some cool things in, in vMix and I can make that stuff look really pretty. So we want to make sure we're doing that. So Ratchet and Clank um, was all kind of in this really amazing streamed um, uh, space. They, they, they built out this entire um, like website that basically like you go in and you're kind of moving through the portals that you would kind of move through in, in the game, um, which was super cool. Um, and it was a couple of different things that we that we kind of got a chance to see. One, we got a chance to see, I think, I think it was like maybe 30 to 40 minutes of just straight gameplay. Um, Akira, shout out to you. I see you. Um, we got to see like basically 30 to 40 minutes of like straight gameplay. Um, the thing that you have to understand is, and I'm going to show some of that gameplay here uh, on the stream right now. So if you've gotten a chance to see some of the videos that have gone out today, Paris had a really good one. Other folks, this is probably going to be the same B-roll, but 
Um, what, what what I want you to understand is, and it's going to be maybe even hard to discern from the stream that you're seeing if you're watching us directly on Twitch, is the version we saw during the play session looked phenomenal. It looked gorgeous. It looked beautiful. It looked unreasonably good in a way that you don't expect for even a thing that's working through a stream. So like, again, you understand it, like usually quality goes down a little bit when you get stuff through a stream as opposed to like raw gameplay video, right? So the gameplay video you're gonna see on Twitch tonight may not necessarily even be as crispy as the stuff that we got a chance to see there. But I, I want you to take a look at this because what I think happens here um, is that you really just don't get an understanding of how good Insomniac is at what they do until you can really look at this stuff with a fine and kind of go through it with a fine tooth comb because there are so many things that are happening on the screen. And a lot of the conversation that wind up happening was we had our play session then we had some breakout sessions where we got a chance to see these different conversations around what you know, the art style was going to wind up being and why, how that, how that kind of came to be, you know, how they use the power of the PS five to, 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 to kind of boost the game and, and showcase it in its, in its most beautiful way. You know, we got a chance to hear from the composer who was super dope and he was fantastic. I loved him. Um, he, he had his really good energy. It was really, 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 really cool. Um, so ratchet just looks wild. It looks super good. It is one of the prettiest games I've seen in a very long time. And when I say pretty, I don't just mean pretty in their ways that you think of like, well, the graphics are great and all that stuff looks really, really nice up against the, you know, the backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. The levels of detail that they went into to get this game to look as gorgeous as it does is pretty astounding. Like, I think we don't really understand just how this is going to look if you bought a new TV. Like if you have, if you're one of those people who copped a new TV, and you're like, yo, I got this joint just for, you know, next level gaming, next gen gaming. This is going to be the kind of showpiece game that when you're like, hey, I just got a PS5 or I have a PS5 and you have that person that doesn't have one. And they're like, show me what the good thing is. Like, show me the thing that makes it dope. What's the thing that makes it look cool as opposed to everything else that I've seen before in the video game space? This is the game that you're going to pull out and start to play in front of them. And they're going to lose their minds because the stuff that they've done in this game, in terms of the visuals, in terms of the lighting, in terms of the particle effects, in terms of the amount of stuff you see on screen, like the stuff that they're rendering right now is just, it's so like, and it's not even just in the cutscenes. like the way the cutscenes look is it looks good. But the cutscenes, when they move from that space into the actual gameplay, you literally can't tell the difference. Like there is no degradation. There is no change in quality. There is no like, oh, well, this looks good here and it doesn't look good there. Like it just looks good everywhere. It looks good to the point where you're like, this is the way games suppo are supposed to look for next gen. Like you know, small things of just like, again, particle effects and stuff that's moving around. So like currently we're, we're watching and again, if you're listening to this in audio format, I'm going to kind of explain it. Ratchet is kind of on this runaway coaster right now. And, 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 and it winds up showing basically all these things that are in the background that are 
you know, rendered for the effect of the game. It's you're flying around this huge city and you're and you're fighting enemies. Um, and you're changing out your weapons and you're swapping them out on the fly and you're moving through the spaces that are all running in pretty much 4K all the time. Like it's running at 4K. I think they talked about it in one of their uh, fact sheets that they said, stunning visuals, enjoy dazzling adventure fueled by mind-blowing speed and immersive features of the PS5 console with an optional performance mode targeting 60 frames per second. Enhanced lighting and ray tracing rendering uh, renders uh, incredible in-game worlds and displays in a crisp dynamic 4K and HDR. Here's the thing is when you see that stuff in that way, um, it it changes the way you think about what this game looks like. Um, and what I mean by that is like, here's a, here's a quick scene, right? Where right now, you know, there's a scene of Ratchet, I mean, of Clank talking to the newest character that's in the game. And you can see small things in this scene. The fur effects, the, the there's a, there's a lighting that's going, that's translucent through the sheet, through the, 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 the spaceship that you see on the screen. All of that, all that stuff adds to this weird and amazing layer of stuff you just didn't understand could be real before. Like, the way glass reflects on this stuff, the, how big the levels are, how the how the how, how everything moves with a with a feeling of just like smooth as hell, you know the way that the graphics look in terms of the enemies when you wind up hitting an enemy, you know enemies before they die they have this like kind of really dope animation where they look like like they just got hurt, so it's like you know they know they're about to die and they just like have this this animation that just shows all that stuff off. Again, it's like the scale of the game in which they're trying to hit just is different. Light looks different. Everything looks, everything is just super vibrant and beautiful and big and bold. And I I am infinitely excited for this game in a way that I, you know, I was hyped for this game before because I knew that Insomniac just puts out bangers all the time. But I think that the thing that they do with, with games like this is that these are the showcase pieces that make you want to buy a game, but also makes you want to talk about a game with other people. And when you wind up getting games like that, it winds up doing this thing where you wind up showcasing and showing off, um, you know, games that wind up being, you know, the stuff that you feel like you want to tell everybody about and it, it, and then you kind of get into the space where you get a chance to play it. Like I was hyped just to see the conversations happen and it really was hyped to get into the preview. Cause I was like, I just want to see what this thing is going to wind up looking like. Um, but then when I got a chance to see and hear all the little features of stuff, right. Of just like, you know, the way they use the adaptive controllers, right. So you get a chance to do the half pull. will let you kind of have one shooting effect. And then if you have a full pull of the, of the, of the controller, that changes the way that the shooting works, you know, being able to hear all the enemies kind of talk about weapons that you're using against them is super wild, like getting a chance to see, you know, we're seeing right now this topiary gun where basically the game, you shoot out a ball of energy that winds up turning enemies into, uh, into plants. Um, but you do that in conjunction with other weapons and it winds up, you know, giving you this arsenal that you can continue to do so many different things at the same time while all these particles are happening on the, on the screen, while all these, you know, all these bolts are, are popping out of everywhere. Um, 
it's almost a little bit overwhelming because it's like so much stuff on screen at the same time for your eyes to really pull in. But this game is going to be the most eye candy game I think we're going to see in a long time until something like Horizon drops um, in that way. I am astounded at the amount of detail they are able to get into this game in some of the stuff that they showed. Um, and and again, it gives gives us this amount of love to the folks over at um, Insomniac because uh, like... I just don't know how you get to this point where the stuff looks this way. Like it looks like a cartoon. It looks better than a cartoon in the way that you think of way the ways that cartoons look right now. Like it's in this in-between space where it's like, you know, potentially, you know, Pixar is kind of the, the pinnacle of stuff. Um, this is like a, a like, like 0.2 notch beneath that, which is nuts. Um, and it's moving pretty much at 60 frames per second at 4k with a dope story with cool enemies with all this stuff that's happening at once. And, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to front like, you know, we talk about the power of the PS five and what they're trying to do from a, from a, uh, uh, you know, hard drive perspective and power perspective. And a lot of the conversations they talked about, you know, when you saw the kind of pulling the rift, you know, pulling yourself through a rift, and it basically is loading an entire level. That's right. I said that it's loading an entire level basically instantly. So you don't even see any transition between you and you go through a portal to go see a new level. You just don't see it. It's happening so fast that you don't see when that thing switches and that's happening in levels and outside of levels. So there's like the level portals that are in one where you're moving around the space, which is what most people are seeing right now. If you're watching the Twitch version. And then there are these other portals that you wind up going through that basically are just pulling in, pulling you through a entirely new level that is generated on the fly in game, no cut. None of that stuff is happening. It is no load. You just pull the thing and you've run through the portal and then you just go and you get a whole entire level that is rendered in its fullest capacity in resolution in the same way that the main world that you were already in was doing before you went through that portal. It is wild what they're be what they're going to be able to do in this game. I am so excited to see and hear when people get a chance to play this, especially because it's going to be even harder. Like the thing that's the blessing and the curse of the PS five shortage right now is the fact that like, you know, a lot of people don't have PS fives. It is hard to get a PS five right now. And to, and to a certain extent, like the, the cool thing is that people now get a chance to kind of wait a little bit more to kind of see, you know, what's going to be out there in the world, what, what's going to be in the space for people to actually play and, and that kind of stuff. I know it's not, you know, solace to most people who are like, I ain't got no, I don't no PS5 yet, so shut the hell up. I understand that. That's reasonable. But you get a chance now to kind of look at the way that the games are coming out and seeing when you have first party titles like this. Who are the folks who are really digging in and finding ways to um, finding ways to really, you know, like pull the, the, the good juice out of out of a console? And this is early stuff. This is early stuff. This is, you know, consoles, you know, traditionally get better in terms of gameplay and, you know, optimizations and, and, and finding out ways to tweak, you know, the, the, the gameplay and stuff. 
after it's been towards like the middle and end of the cycle, right? And we're literally in, you know, half of a year of these game, these things being out and things are looking like this right now. Imagine what God of War is going to look like when when we start to see stuff from that from that uh from that studio. Imagine what this stuff is going to look like cuz again, they've had the, they've had dev kits forever at this point. Um it's also kind of one of those things where you're just like I I'm hoping to see you know what winds up what winds up being in the case if they get a chance to do multiple games in a generation right like sometimes it's it winds up kind of sucking if you get your game out early uh because you're wind up doing that stuff so like even this character right here in the screen right now where we're showing is this big giant robot again fully rendered like on the screen it's in a cutscene and all that stuff but it's in this it's in the shot um, I'm kind of waiting because there's going to be a moment that you're going to be able to see that looks really nuts right now. Um, and it, here, here it goes right about here. So he starts to grind this rail and then you go to this segment where you're flying through, flying through and around this giant robot that is doing destruction is, is breaking things around you while you roll, while you roll run a uh, rail run around it. And it pops itself in and out of the scene because it breaks things and it kind of looks in to kind of shoot you. This is all happening in game. None of this stuff is like a weird cutscene. This isn't a QTE. This isn't a thing where you're just like, oh, so I got to hit a button to do that thing. Like, no, this is all happening real time. It looks wild. How cool this stuff is. I was sitting at my at, at my desk watching this and freaking the hell out because I was like, where are we going to be in two years? If we're seeing this level of fidelity and this kind of beautiful, you know, graphics and art style and, and destruction and all that kind of stuff, what is this going to look like in two years? What's it going to look like in four years? We're going to be in a space where we are not going to know what to do with any of this stuff. The swing shot looks wild. It's all nuts. Like it all looks amazing. And then the sound is so good. The sound is fantastic. Like the way this stuff sounds is so good. I know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm gloating and, and, and all that stuff, but I really do believe that like, we live in such fantastic times as gamers, man. Like we get, we are in this joint right here. He's flying behind the robot and he lands on the robot and grinds the, the robot's, uh, shoulder wild, wild stuff, wild stuff right now. Like we're seeing stuff that we just like, didn't expect to see in games like this before like this is stuff that you know again i think a lot of people are going to kind of poo poo it a little bit but like it's going to be something that we're going to take for granted at a point because it's going to just look so good it's going to be something where we're just going to be like well that's just the way things look and this is the stuff that we talked about you know when we first were thinking about games and how the future was going to look for some of that kind of stuff um they talked about some some other aspects of the game as well that I think are really interesting that I want to I want to talk about. Um, one, and I'm going to answer a question from Ad Moore really quickly because I think that there's a good a good uh, a question in there um, about uh, any chance uh, you know if the dual sense adaptive trigger feedback evolve with the weapons as they upgrade and change and how they act. So that's a great question, and the answer to that is. Yes. So each weapon will feel a little bit different when you're shooting it because of the way the dual sense will, 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 will kind of give you that feedback. Um, and I thought that that was brilliant in the way that they talked about it. I think it's going to be something where, you know, at a certain point when you're playing the game, you'll just, you'll swap to a weapon and your, 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 uh, your, your, um, 
your touch sense will kind of just feel that stuff already. You're like, all right, I'm shooting the shotgun. Oh, I'm shooting the topiary gun. Oh, I'm shooting the lightning gun. Um, and you'll feel that stuff. Like they saw, they talked about feeling the, you know, for weapons that have like a charge mechanism to it of feeling the charge through the adaptive triggers and feeling that burst of energy. Once you shot, once you shot it out I, again, like I think, I think I, I I'm just so excited for stuff like this. This is the reason why, you know, when I talk about what the ACE in the hole is for the PS five, the PS five, it's all about the controller. Like, I think, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be folks who are going to, you know, actually use the power of the, 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 the H, HD SSD, I should say in good ways and kind of figure out ways to kind of, you know, get the best bang for the buck out of that stuff. I think that's definitely going to be in there for sure. It's going to be really cool to be able to do that. I think that the things that we're going to see are going to be subtle at first, right? You're not going to really understand it. And I think it's going to be on developers to really bring that thing home when they're talking about and previewing their games and then talking about it, when they're kind of showing off to say, here's what we do here's what we tried to do with the dual sense. <clears throat> and here's what you should have an expectation to feel. Cause if, a lot of this generation is going to be about feeling physical sensations through the controller on the, the PlayStation platform. Um, and even on the Xbox platform with the way that their rumble works too. Like, I think it's going to be one of those things where, you're going to feel a lot of small, intricate kind of details that go along with some of that stuff. And it's going to be pretty cool. Pink Dragon asks, uh, will we feel the difference in the surfaces that you grind on? I don't know. Um, that one I didn't get a chance to ask. I don't know if that will feel that different. I feel like you probably will. So like on the grinding sections where you have those parts, I think that there may be a feel there. And I think when you're doing the kind of wall run stuff, those may feel different or at least... I know those things are going to sound different coming out of the speaker on the dual sense. Like I know that that stuff's going to be a thing because that's been a, that's been a thing that's been happening often already uh, when it comes to uh, the dual sense and what they've been trying to do. A couple other things that I thought were really interesting was again, them trying to hit this 4k 60, them doing that in the performance mode, uh, I think is brilliant and bringing that out. Cause it's still going to look super pretty. I think you may, you may lose a little ray tracing stuff in there, but I think in this game, it, it, it 4K, you know, 45, I think it was the number that they talked about or something, something to that effect, I think. Or maybe that might've been Resident Evil. Uh, but if even if it's like 4K 30, the 4K 30 is going to look gorgeous. Like they talked about small things of like Clank's skin or his, his metal of how they made sure when they did the ray tracing reflections that it didn't just reflect the way you think of like a mirror reflecting of a thing because of the way that his metal is constructed, it would stretch out the reflection. So they made sure they made sure that the reflections were stretched out in the ray tracing effect that they put on clank, like small details of stuff like that to make sure, make sure that the feel is, you know, a consistent across what you would have an expectation to see in real life. Like those things are kind of cool to be able to see that that's a thing. Something else that I thought was really interesting was they have these kind of special modes. There's, there's also like a, um, I think, uh, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss say this cause I want to, I want to make sure that that's right. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, 
I'll have to see if I can go back and, and find it. I do know that there is, um, like, you'll find armor in the game. Uh, when you go through those kind of um, dimensional rifts that are the new loads into the new levels, uh, they're kind of like, uh, you know, side levels. You can find special bolts and you can find armor pieces, and those armor pieces then have... Um, uh, stats that kind of go across them. So they'll be now like, you don't have to wear them, but if you own it, if you found it, you'll get these perks that, that kind of work towards your advantage um, in game, which I thought was really, really brilliant. And there were a couple other modes that were in there too. I was really excited about the photo mode because you know how much I love photo mode. I, that that thing looked beautiful and, and, and nuts. You, you're going to be mad at me at how many pictures I'm going to wind up taking uh, and putting on Twitter. Uh, when that game comes out, it's going to look stupid and it's going to be wild and dope as, as F. Uh, it's going to look so freaking dope. Uh, you know, it's going to look like, you know, stuff like this is just going to look super wild. It's just going to look so pretty um, in the way that all of these things are going to kind of come to the space. It's going to just be some of the coolest stuff that I've seen in a game coming from um, coming from one of the best developers on the planet. Like, you know, the game already has a lot of style. It has a lot of fun kind of tongue in cheek stuff. Uh, they talked a little bit about, you know, why the lighting and everything is so important to the game and how that, how that lighting evokes different parts of the kind of story and why that stuff matters. Like, again, look at looking at screenshots like this, you know, on a PS five, like what is happening? Like we're, we're, we're in such a good space, man. Like I know people beef and, and complain about stuff, but like looking at stuff like this is wild. Like it just looks so good. Like the fur physics and the fur way it looks like even just small things of just like reflections. And again, like you'll see it in clank right there of just how, how it looks. You can see the reflection of uh God. Why can't I think of her name right now uh, of the, of the new characters ears in clanks, face like if you really kind of dig into that thing and look at that it looks what rivet thank you everybody rivet if you look at rivet um you can see the reflection of rivet's ear in clank's head because of the ray tracing stuff in there um pink dragon asks, do i know how long the game is no that i don't know uh because that game is just going to be long anyway because of multiple reasons why it's going to be long um it's just going to be a pretty 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 um well-rounded game in terms of you know length and all that kind of stuff um Admore asks uh, on top of my previous question uh, about the weapons i wonder if those features in the controller will change when you level up your weapons which one is the key pillar of yeah i i think that there'll probably be some differences in the way that some of that stuff fires and some of the way that that stuff kind of feels um, it just makes sense from the way that it winds up working uh, i'll try to get um, confirmation on that stuff from folks um, when I get a chance to talk to them, we're hoping that we're going to have them on the show, uh, at some point, uh, you know, post launch, uh, to see if we can get them to come on the show and talk to us about ratchet, because I'm, I am over the moon excited about what this game is going to be for not only the technological leap that we see because of what they're doing, it'll give us an idea of what other teams will be able to do if given the time and energy to be able to do that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm just hyped for, you know, a new game like this coming back. That's, you know, super easy to pick up. You don't have to think really hard uh, and you're just going to have a fun time with it. It's going to be a thing like games like this aren't stuff that people get on the Internet and be like, I hate that game. Like people don't do that. 
not for a Ratchet and Clank game. Like people don't do that beef. Like they'll beef about other stuff, but if they're really beefing about like Ratchet and Clank is is terrible. Like that's those are people who just don't have time or sense. Like you can't really think about those people in the conversation. They're just doing that stuff just to be jerks in that way. And it doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Uh, so yeah, that was the Ratchet and Clank uh, info. Um, again, if you have questions, you know, please hit me up on 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 Twitter. Uh, please check out other people's stuff because there's been a lot of good um, videos and things out there. Um, this is definitely going to already like I haven't even touched it and I know it's going to be in my game of the year consideration. It's just for the technological bits alone, it's going to probably win some awards for, you know, best looking game or any of that kind of stuff um, and, and trying to figure out ways to get, you know, those folks on the show to talk about this stuff is going to be super dope. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to get some water because I'm parched. Um, and then we'll be right back and we're going to talk about, uh, resident evil. We're going to do our resident evil review. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some cool stuff that's happening with spawning me and Hitman at the end of the show. So we'll be right back. Uh, we'll see you in about a minute and a half. Much love. Peace. Hey, Bricago. Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte. Did you know that spot on me as a part of the Fanbyte podcast network? We produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F, a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something. <laughs> that would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the listing says Bung Doctor V64. <laughs> and take your questions about the best jokers. Labars Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really oh, good- wait, give, me, give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cause jokeification. Welcome back to the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Fadams. I hope you're all doing well. If you missed the first half of our show, you missed a wonderful conversation around the Ratchet and Clank preview event that I went to a little bit earlier in the week. I am extremely hyped about that game and you should be too if you are a fan of insomniac games and all the work that they do um one of the big things i got a chance to play uh this past week and i'm really high on it as a big horror fan is the you know that whole you know resident evil game that came out uh, a couple of days ago um i love resident evil Resident Evil is one of my favorite things on the planet. I am a huge Resident Evil fan from way back in the day. Um, and, you know, shout out to the folks from Capcom for hooking us up with a code and, and, and getting us some, some, some review code to be able to check out the game a little bit early and dig through it. And I have to say, um, I am a big critic of a lot of stuff. I, in terms of like, you know, horror games have to hit a certain level of fidelity. It has to hit a certain level of scary. It has to hit a whole level of, um, just, you know, all the parts of horror that really hit really well. Um, because I'm such a big horror fan, they all have to really line up to get me excited about a game or get me hyped about a thing. Or, you know, after I finished it or consumed it, then I'm just like talking about it and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and a lot of horror doesn't do that for me anymore. Like it's just not there in the same ways that we used to see them in. And that, that sucks. I wish that that was not the case. There's just not a lot of great horror out there in that same way. Um, Resident Evil five is a fantastic, I'm not five <laughs> Resident Evil eight is a fantastic video game. Resident Evil Village is a fantastic Resident Evil game. It is now probably, if I'm being honest, my new favorite um, Resident Evil game. Um, we're going to show off some of the game from the stream that I did a couple of days ago. So I'm going to give folks in Twitch chat a chance to dip out. If you're still not trying to see any of the game, if you still want to go into it without seeing anything, you have 30 seconds to turn off the stream. So before I show video game stuff this is just directly from my gameplay time with it when I was streaming it the other day. So if you saw that, you probably saw the stuff already. If not, this is some some gameplay stuff uh, from from what I was able to play uh, the other day. So I love everything about this game. Um, it is one of those things where you just don't recognize how hard it is to bring a game like this into um, existence because of, you know, you're always trying to chase the, the hype of the game that you had before. I think you're always trying to figure out good ways to um, double down on the things that you did really well while also trying to figure out good ways to put new stuff in the game that feels fresh, that feels new, that feels different in ways that you just didn't get a chance to kind of do before resident evil eight has the worst protagonist, but some of the best and coolest villains in a game like Ethan, Ethan winters is, is, is Ethan winters. I can't think of his name right now. I'm so tired. Uh, Ethan winters. Yeah. Ethan winters, Ethan winters, Ethan winters. Yes. That's it. Um, is one of the worst characters I've ever played in the game. He's stupid. He's an idiot. He's a dummy. Like, I don't like him as a character. I think he's really bad as a character, but what he like goes through is some of the wildest stuff I've ever seen a character go through in any video game in my life. Ethan Winters needs a whole like, like Wikipedia about his hands. He gets his hands beat the hell up in such a way throughout this entire game. Like this game gives no fucks about this man's hands. This game gives no fucks about this man's body. Like this is the perfect, I hate man. I hate this one man game. <laughs> like he gets, he gets rocked in so many different ways all the time. Um, and it's so bugged out because it's just like, what, like, what else can you do to this man's hands that you like, it, it's like saw, but just for his hands, like it's the movie saw, but just for that man's hands. And it's wild because he just gets up and he's like, I I'm trying to find my wife. That's all I care about. F my hands. <laughs> it just makes me laugh so much because the game doesn't give you an explanation in the beginning to say like, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, here's a potential reason why Ethan is getting beat up like this. 
doesn't give you a lot of conversations conversation points about like if there's a reason behind any of that stuff he just gets fucked up for like 30 hours <laughs> there's nothing you can do but pour some robitussin on it it's the wildest thing it's like yo this man has like the best like I, I don't even know what to say it's it's just a wild thing to see as a touch point of a game where you're fighting supernatural beings and of all the things that they can target on your body like yeah you know i'm sure one of these monsters i'm i'm sure lady d uh could probably rip your head off she's a nine foot woman who's a vampire and she could probably just pick you up and snap your neck but she's like nah, i'm gonna punch you in the hands <laughs> I will stab you in the hands with my nails. Oh, there's one other thing that you want to do? No, I'm going to punch you in the hand with, I'm going to punch you over here in the hands too. Like, it's just so much stuff that happens to this man's hands. It just makes me laugh so much because of the way that the game just literally gives no L's. I mean, gives no F's about this man. Uh, but he takes so many L's during the game to try to save his wife and his baby. Um, I really, what I really do appreciate is a couple of things that I think are, are, are paramount in terms of the conversation about this story, nine out of 10. I think the story was, was pretty damn great. I thought it was fantastic. I love the way the psychological parts of this game work. Um, I think they did a really fantastic job of trying to not only build up these other characters, which I think are better than Ethan. Like I think the characters around Ethan are really interesting. Um, do I think he is interesting? I think he's a boring character, but the, the daughters were interesting, even though I'm sad that they didn't really give them a lot of love. Um, lady D was actually kind of cool, but also they didn't give her as much love as I would have hoped after, after having built her up so much in the, the, the press going into it. And so it's most of the uh, promotion around the game. Um, the, the, the biggest winners in this game were the environmental artists. They are 75 out of 10. Like every, every small detail of this game was accounted for in ways that, that, that you have to give them massive amounts of respect. I played this on my, my PC at full 50 something by 1440 something like I played it at the highest resolution that I can possibly play it. I have a 49 inch monitor, uh, widescreen monitor. So whatever the biggest resolution you can get on that, you know, I was playing at that and having it super wide and playing it on basically maxed out graphics. Um, it was a visual delight. It was something where everything spoke to the the care that the team took to give you that visual splendor in a way that you just really appreciate lighting was gorgeous and beautiful the you kind of start off in 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 the town and move towards the castle which is which is like the initial part where you find lady d and her sisters and all that kind of stuff but i think the game really opens up in terms of the visuals is when you get out of the castle and go into other parts of the town because the, the time of day changes and the you know you get the the, the God rays coming through the trees. There was a bunch of pictures I pushed, uh, put out on Twitter the other day. Um, and it just really showcased all the way that they'd used lighting to build atmosphere 
in this game that was really, really well done. And it's so many subtle things that worked really well of just like RTX lighting and reflections and all that kind of stuff. And again, like one of the things we talked about before was the the high level shadows in the game where you see a monster walking around a corner and you're like, oh, that thing is around the corner. Like, it's not just about the shiny, shiny bits. It's about the shadows and about how all that atmosphere leans, leans into the way the game feels. Um, loved the, loved the, um, the kind of boss fights in the game. The boss fights were super good. This game isn't hard. Like this game is not a hard game. It, it's a nice come down game after playing something like Returnal where the Returnal was just, you know, beating the hell out of you. Um, this game isn't hard, but it's challenging because of, again, resource management and things like that. Like those things are always going to be a, a part of the equation um, for, you know, what a game like this is supposed to kind of give you in terms of, you know, ways that it wants to kind of mess with you. Um, and there were some great moments in this game. Like I, I, I can't go into them because it's still a little bit too early for spoilers. Um but there is a moment in this game that is probably one of my favorite gaming moments that I've had um, in a long time. And when I say that, I mean like favorite in terms of like, as a big horror fan, there are certain things that you remember in movies and things like that, where you're just like, you know, the time when, uh, you know, the guy turns into the devil in, 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 in event horizon, or, you know, the first time you see the alien in aliens or, you know, the, you know, the, the first time you see uh jigsaw in saw, you hear that, you know, you want to play a game like that kind of stuff. Like those are those moments in horror movies and genres of stuff that are classics. Now, those are things that you think of when you think of those games in those way, or you think of those movies in those way, those pieces of content, there is a moment in this game that is absolutely a top horror moment. It is a gr like this game isn't scary. It's gross. And I think there's a difference in there. Like there are some good jump scares in the game, which I think are, which I think are really cool. But this game does gross really well. It does gross in terms of the audio. It does gross in terms of the graphics. It does gross in terms of the um, the the pacing and the timing of stuff. It does all of that really, really well. Um, and I think that is what makes this game so fantastic. And I agree. Uh, Akira says horror doesn't have to be graphic. True. Like I, I talked about this in in on the stream of like my favorite horror is graphic horror. Like I love super gory games. I love super gory movies. I love that kind of stuff. This game didn't do gore, but it did gross really well. If, if that makes a lot of sense, which I think is a, is a, is a pretty interesting way to do it. Like I think, you know, Kojima did some of that stuff in death stranding with, you know, stuff feels icky. Uh, there are other games that do that. Like silent Hill does gross really, really well. Um, and this game is at one of the high top echelon games of gross, uh, when it comes to some of that stuff, I think that that stuff is amazingly well done. Like, I think it takes a lot to, to nail that and Capcom nailed that stuff in a real way that felt really cool. Um, weapons and stuff felt interesting. Again, you don't really get a lot of 
stuff to play with in that way. You get some cool stuff to dig around with, some upgrades and things like that. The Duke, who is your new, what are you buying guy? Uh, he is also super cool in the game as a kind of respite where you usually go find a save point. Um, I liked him a lot because he even references the, what are you buying guy a little bit, uh, which I thought was, was super cool uh, and, and kind of fun in that respect there. Um, and I, and I, and I just love the fact that they, they went for it in this game. Like they decided that they were going to build an ensemble cast and kind of use that to be the, the thing that kind of pushes you forward. Um, the, you know, the conversations around other characters that are coming back into this game, I thought were really well done. Um, and open that stuff up. Gunplay felt really good within the game as well. Like, you know, a hard thing to do for a Capcom game like this is to get the shooting right. And I feel like they got a good, a good space in there to kind of get it in a, in a, in a, in a proper shooter, first person kind of shooting space. Um, it could have been tighter. It could have been a little bit different. It could have been a little bit more clean, um, especially with um, enemies that dodge you a lot. Um, so some of that stuff could have been in there for sure. And, and kind of, you know, figured that stuff out. Um, I think those things are, are actually pretty, pretty well done. Um, but again, it's like, you know, for a game like this to exist and to expand itself out in those ways, um, I think it did a really good job. I think it did a fairly good job in terms of that stuff. Uh, Kaz says, only problem with the weapons was the dual sense triggers haptics in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I think the blessing and the curse of the dual sense triggers are going to be, there's going to be games that do it really, really well. And there's going to be games that do it really bad. And you just have to turn it off. Like, um, I didn't use the haptics, uh, dual sense haptics in that way for returnal. Cause I just didn't, it didn't, it, it felt like it was slowing me down in a way that I didn't need it to. Um, it's the reason why I didn't do it or, or put it into any, you know, when I'm playing first person shooters, like call of duty, I don't need that in a Call of Duty game. That's just gonna it's gonna get me killed even faster than I'm usually getting killed. So that that stuff doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any sense. Um and I think the puzzles were really good. Those were really well done. I think those were smart and, and fun. Enemies were really interesting. I thought that they did a good job of giving you enemy variety between the lichens and then other stuff that you wind up having a little bit later in the game. Um and it felt like the story that wrapped around what this winds up happening and the way they kind of conclude it was really satisfying. I thought it was really good. Like I felt like for a resident evil game that can be convoluted in a world that is very convoluted in the way it likes to tell its stories. It felt like they wrapped everything up in a pretty nice bow for this particular part of the story arc of, of what this thing is all going to wind up being. Um, so I came away with it like, really happy with what I got a chance to play. I was really excited going into it. It was a thing I was waiting for for a long time. And I feel like they nailed it. I feel like they really brought it home in a good way where you took a really boring protagonist but surrounded him with really great set pieces and fun enemies to fight and really interesting and, and cool bosses to look at. But all of that wrapped around this space that was just fucking gorgeous to look at like anytime you would be in a space where there was mist or 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 sunlight or or any of that kind of stuff they nailed what that stuff looked like and nailed the way that it felt and nailed the tone of it 
in a way that was really cool. Um, and it feels like, you know, the RE engine again, just showcases itself every time as being one of the dopest looking engines that you can make a game in. And man, like, I just, I just, I, I go back to that game and I'm probably going to go through it again just to kind of like fill out some stuff um, and see where I miss some things. Cause I think that that's, that's always a fun part of going back to a game like this is you kind of leave it alone for a little bit. You give it, you give it some space to kind of like marinate and, and you have your time with it and then you go back in and you dig back in and you're like, where did I miss? Or what are the things that I didn't get a chance to see? Or, you know, how can I tackle that thing a little bit better or faster? How can I upgrade these weapons and, and do some of that kind of stuff? And it was brilliant, man. Like it was so much fun. I love this game. This game is so good. This is my this is my favorite Resident Evil game now. Uh, it used to be seven, um, because I love the way they kind of handle a lot of stuff. I thought the family was really creepy and dope. This one is definitely my new favorite, and I, and there are characters in this game that I liked a lot um, in terms of the bad guys that I thought were really interesting and, and, and super cool. Like they just they just. They had swag, which was nuts because there was a lot of a lot of characters in Resident Evil games don't have swag. And in, in eight, they had swag. And I was like, oh, that's dope. I like that. That's kind of cool that they have some swag to them, which is which is fun. Um, so again, Resident Evil eight, I think that's an absolute cop. I think it's something you definitely got to take and, and you definitely got to go snag. Uh, I think it's worth it in every form or fashion. I think it is a fantastic story, fantastic gameplay. Um, you know, reach for the moon engine is what they call it um, from from uh, Akira in the chat. And they did. They continue to reach for the moon and they keep hitting it. Uh, they keep they keep they keep grabbing it. It, it is a really gorgeous game. So go check that joint out. Um, uh, I don't think we're going to do a like YouTube video of a review of that. I think this is our review of it um, for now that we'll be passing back to PR so they get a chance to look at it. But um, I'm very pleased with what I got a chance to play. Um, last couple of things before we get up out of here. And actually, I'm actually kind of tired. So we may not do the post show tonight. Um, and I gotta go get some food and I gotta wash my butt. Um, I am playing bio mutant right now and I can't talk about it, but I will be able to talk about it soon. Um, so get ready for those conversations very, very soon. Um, and there's a couple of other things that are happening in the next couple of days and next couple of weeks and stuff. Um, one of those cool things is that if you are a Hitman three fan, we are going to be having some featured contracts contracts in the season of pride that is happening from May 10th to June 13th. So May 20th, load up your Hitman three jump into that game and you're going to see your boys in hitman three. Holy crap. What is happening? Yo son, what is good? We are going to be in freaking hitman three. Holy shit. That's wild. Uh, thank you, Mary man for picking up a Bracago tank top. Mad love to bit.ly slash gear. If you want to get more cool stuff terms of clothes for us. So very excited to be working with the folks over IO interactive. I'm going to be basically making those contracts, uh, this weekend, uh, so we can get those things together, uh, and push those out, uh, for the 20th. So I'm going to be working on that, uh, this weekend so we can get that information out to them so they can put it in the game. And then Friday, 
uh, Friday, we're going to be doing something very cool with our friends over at Fem Frequency, Feminist Frequency, the, the crew over there from Anita, Anita Sarkeesian. Uh, their 12th annual birthday, their 12th birthday is coming up um, on this Friday, May 21st. So uh, oh, I'm sorry, on, on May 21st is when that's going to happen. Sorry. Uh, 1 p.m. Pacific is when it kicks off. We'll be in the 2 p.m. slot, 2 to 4. Uh, rocking with them on twitch.tv slash femfreak. So we'll be hanging out with them, streaming some games. I don't know what I'm going to play yet. It might be some, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to play yet because I, there's so many things to play, but I just don't know what to play yet. Um, I'll figure it out before then. It may be a little bit of um, fuser mixed with something else. So we'll see. Get some Jimmy Cans back on the stream. Jimmy Cans. Jimmy. Yeah, so maybe Jimmy uh, up in the stream. So we'll, we'll see how that plays itself out. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, you know, it's always cool to be able to, you know, get back to playing that kind of stuff and, and digging into doing some streams for some amazing folks like uh, our friends over at Femme Freak. Um, been, been a big fan of them for a long time, so... I'm going to be doing some cool stuff with them in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then we'll see I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things coming up. Of course, E3 is going to be, is right around the corner now. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to stream some cool stuff, you know, with other people during E3. Maybe I get to host another thing, uh, any of that kind of stuff. That's always going to be in the space. I'm, I'm rocking with that again. Go check out the Xbox cast popping up on Friday. I will be a co-host with Major Nelson and Jeff Rubenstein uh, over there. So that's going to be wild and, and super cool to be able to do that kind of stuff. And yeah, we I, 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 there are some things that I did today that I can't talk about yet because they are just wild. And I wish I could say something, but I can't. And I, and I don't even know if I'll ever be able to say anything, but it was one of the coolest things I ever got a chance to do in my life. It may wind up manifest, manifesting itself later on in the year. We'll see. Um, but it was, it was very, very cool. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Again, thank you for everyone who has come by tonight. Uh, we want to get more folks in the streams more often. We're also going to be doing a thing with our friends again, over at ahead money. Uh, there's going to be on the 20th, a four hour stream. That's going to be, uh, hosted here, uh, hopefully on the front page of Twitch. With our friends from Ahead Money again, we're going to be talking about um, financial uh, education and literacy again. If you remember our last stream that we did with them, we had all you know all the NBA, you know we had NFL stars playing 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 games. We had uh, an NBA 2K tournament. We had you know some dope musical acts and all that kind of stuff. We're going to be doing another one of those on the 20th from um, six to uh, la 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 six to ten. PM Eastern or three to six Pacific, uh, here on spawn on me. So we're going to be doing some more cool, you know, social activism stuff, uh, in the vein of trying to get people, uh, smarter about how they spend money, how they invest, how they do all that kind of stuff, how they save money and all those kinds of things. So, uh, lots of cool things coming in. So for everybody here in spawn on me land on Twitch, we'll see you all next week. Everybody here in podcast land. We'll see you all as well next week. Massive love to you all. We hope that you're all going to be, very, 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 very well. Get yourself vaccinated. Please go get your shots. Make sure you're doing all that kind of cool stuff. And then uh, we'll see you here next week for another episode of Spawn on Me. We'll do a we'll do a, a, an actual Fabletic stream 
where I'll show you all the stuff and, and, and show it all off uh, probably in the next day or two. I'm just beat today. I can't do it. I'm sweepy. <laughs> wash your hands, wash your butt. We'll see you all next week. Much love and peace.